0: Heart and Mind Premarital desires to help couples prepare and navigate their engagement and marriage through encouraging loving actions, providing perspective, and hope through others' true love stories and experiences. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome back, folks. We are heading into part two of is your engagement, is your wedding being celebrated or tolerated? Of course, I got my beautiful wife, Lisa, sitting here next to me. Hey, everyone. Now, we're going to go ahead and jump right in it. To recap a little bit, the uh, last podcast, part one, was that there are going to be some people who are tolerating your your engagement, tolerating your wedding, even as they're in attendance. And what do I mean by tolerating? That means that they uh, are going to be supportive but they really do disagree with the choices that you are making. Mm-hmm. Um, the last podcast talked about people you don't really need to consider. I'll be honest. You don't need to consider it if, if They can have their own beliefs as long as they're being quiet about it and, you know, they're not causing problems. This is if they have misgivings because of the spouse's race. Right. Or misgivings about their culture and how that's gonna work in the family, or their social economic. They disagree that you're marrying up or down mm-hmm. for whatever reason. You know, people are gonna have their opinions. It could be based on their own experiences and their own hang up. But for the most part, you might have some of those people in your life uh, as you're getting married. And we're recommending don't let it affect you, don't give yeah. it a thought as best as you can, because it's hard if it's. You know, Someone if,
0: that loves you or that you are really respect.
1: Absolutely. But for whatever reason, you found an area that you don't agree on. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage you, as hard as it may be, don't let it m- ruin your day. You know, ruin the love that you are uh, displaying and that you are going to... Uh, the life that you're going to create with this spouse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. However, part two... You may want to sit back and think because we're not dealing with issues of race. We're not Mm -hmm. dealing with issues of ethnicity. We're not dealing with issues of social class. We're dealing with issues of really character.
0: Character of the person that they're marrying?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Character of the person that you're marrying. You might have some family members who are going to be supportive of your decision to get married, but they have some misgivings. They are tolerating the marriage. They are giving you your choice as an independent person. But for the most part, they, they have some real concerns about you getting married. And so even if they expressed it or not, they're going to tolerate this decision. And again, how do you recognize these people? Right. You know, A, you know, they're the type of people who are going to say, you know, well, are you sure? You know, are you happy?
0: Have you really thought this through?
1: You know, have you really thought this through? Um, They're not really quick to jump up and down and go, oh, my gosh, you're engaged or, dude, you're going to get married. You you don't see excitement on their face.
0: It's more just like polite happiness would be a good way of putting it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It may even be hidden with humor. Like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, this is something definitely guys do is like, dude, are you sure? You know? is like your kids Have are Have that gonna, old
0: ball and chain.
1: Your kids are going to be weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um it may even be hidden in humor a little bit, but they're not really celebrating with you. Um you also can f- figure out that they're not really for this marriage because they're not really helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you almost seem to beg to get them to be a groomsman or a bridesmaid or hey, can you help us out with this or help us out with that. You know, Are you willing to pay for it? You know, if it's, you know, you were look, you had a certain envision in mind for your wedding and they're like, well, I don't really want to spend money on this, you know, Mm -hmm. or Or they
0: just make an excuse why they can't. And you know that they can.
1: Yeah. These are some signs that you're probably dealing with someone who's probably tolerating your decision, even if they're being somewhat supportive. Uh, They might even be quiet and withdrawn. They go, okay, great. That's good for you. I'm happy for you. They say all the right things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But anytime there's a discussion about the wedding, they leave the room. They're quiet. Yeah. They have no opinion.
0: They just kind of keep their mouth shut.
1: You know, this this could be a close friend. This can be a family member. And they might be tolerating your decision because they see that you're happy. Mm -hmm. They don't want to ruin it because they have issues with the person's character. It had nothing to do with their race, their culture, or even their um, social economic status. It's basically there's issues with the person's character or there's personality differences or just even interacting that makes them second guess whether this is a good fit for marriage they're trying to be careful. They're trying to be supportive. But deep down, they're kind of tolerating their friends, their family members' decision in this area. Because after all, marriage is a personal decision. Mm -hmm. It's a personal decision that someone wants to make. However, everyone else, they might be tolerating it. I think Hollywood brings up this whole aspect or this view that when you get married, everyone's excited. Everybody wants to come. Everybody wants, you know, is, is, is excited for the happily ever after. Right. But real life is not like that. People can see things that sometimes the couple cannot. Why? Because they have rose colored glasses on, especially those who are getting married, who didn't know each other for very long. They met, you know, one month got married the next. Now, you least you've had some experience. some some experience in this area of being someone who kind of tolerated someone's marriage. Uh tell us about that.
0: So um well, when I was younger, <laughs> um I ended up having a friend that had met a guy actually online um when it wasn't as cool as it is now. <laughs> um and she met him really quickly and ended up calling me up one day and saying she was engaged. And I was like, whoa, that's real fast. Um, Like I would say like what? Like six weeks I think they dated? And it was like boom, boom. We're like, whoa. So me and some of my other friends were very happy for her, but also kind of hesitant because we knew that she really didn't know the guy. And they were both um, on opposite ends of the spectrum religiously, which was – something that we could kind of foresee might be an issue and they really didn't get much
1: premarital. But even some of that, you know, so regardless if it's religion or if it's ideology, Mm -hmm. everyone has uh, gender roles in their mind. It doesn't matter if it is religion or if it is more an ideology, you don't even have to have religion to kind of Might have some perspective or expectations of what a marriage is supposed to be. Yes. And it it seems like they didn't do enough to kind of flush this out.
0: No, they didn't. And they got married really quickly just because of pressures, because of pressures of, um, you know, parents and pressures of um, just trying to figure it all out. And they just didn't really think it through would be a good way of putting it, Um, to the point where while we were preparing for the wedding, you know, her mom was in the bathroom sometimes not showing her but crying because she was just really worried about the marriage. She was really just did not think it was a good idea, but she didn't really speak up at the time. Um, She did, in a way, didn't really, unbeknownst to my friend, but didn't, was kind of tolerating it and not actually celebrating it. Um, And it ended up being that her feelings were right because they ended up getting divorced a few years later. And the guy was much more than what my friend realized he was um, in that he was a narcissist and things along those lines. So um, and borderline abusive. But if I think that if she had stayed and actually either was engaged longer or just dated the guy longer. She would have been able to see that. And we've had talks about that before. That she realizes that if she had waited. That she would have probably figured it out. And not have married him at the time.
1: Do you think uh, this person would have listened if you brought it up?
0: Back yeah. then, I did bring it up. Okay. I did. I told I told her I didn't know. I you know thought he was a good guy from what I could see. But I also could see some red flags. Um, but because of the situation that they were in, she just felt like they just needed to get married and call it a day.
1: So why did you go along with the wedding? Because you were a bridesmaid. I was her maid of honor, actually. So why'd you go along with it? Um. What went through your head on that?
0: After I talked to her about it and she, she's the kind of person that once she, her mind's made up, she's not really gonna go back. Um, Also, we were a lot younger and didn't have as much experience. Um, And I, I mean, I walked her through the marriage. I was very there for her and encouraging her to get counseling and things along those lines when they were really struggling. Um, But it just, because of who he was, it just wasn't going to work. But again, like I said, I think a lot of us as friends back then were tolerating it and We probably should have spoke up more, but we didn't want her. We knew that she would do it anyways. And so it was just kind of, we just kind of at that point just had to support her and help her hold her hand once she ended up realizing that he wasn't the guy that we should, that she should be with.
1: You know, I think that's a hard thing for a couple in the mix because there's many people who really want to get married and... I know, at least in my experience, it seems like, especially even for women, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, they really do dream of this day. Oh, yeah. And so when it comes close, the thought of pulling the plug could be really traumatic to pull a plug like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the financial piece is um, a huge deterrent, I think, for uh, people that are kind of questioning, oh, is this right or not? you know it's you're putting out deposits and you're putting in a ton of time and then to say oh i don't know if this is right for me is definitely i think it deters people
1: i think there's also just thought of oh it will all work out
0: right yeah it'll all work out you know when we get married he'll probably change you know that's a huge one for girls you know i'm going to i'm I, i'll change him once we get married and as i'm sure that a lot of people have experienced when they got married, that's not the case
1: usually. It, the hard part is, is that there are cases where people have grown. Yes. They have changed. They got better. I mean, I would even talk in our marriage. We've grown in our marriage on how we interact with each other yes. and how we go. But I don't know if we started from such a hard spot.
0: Well, we also did premarital.
1: Yes. And we also
0: dated for a long time where we were able to kind of flesh out some of those issues even in the dating.
1: And on some level, I knew what I was getting into. Right. I mean, that was a thought in my head was, all right, I love all this aspect about her. She's hot. She laughs laughs at my jokes, even though they're not funny. You know, she actually is excited to see me, but there's other aspects. in. And do I, I really want to deal with this for the rest of my life? I you to bring that up. <laughs> All right. You know, okay, I won't. <laughs> but, it, but it is, and I know you had to do the same thing with me. And so I, right. I think that's part of the issue here is, is those who are getting married, I think because you're so excited about the wedding and mm-hmm. you're going to finally be a groom, you're going to finally be a bride, whatever it may be. You're so excited that you're not actually seeing some of these red flags. And I think one of those tells that you should take a pause and take a breath and look around and saying, are people actually excited about my marriage? Now, don't get me wrong. I know everybody loves that Hollywood ending. And to touch back at uh, the other ones, if people are having issues because of race, because of culture, because of social economic, honestly, screw them. Keep you moving
0: forward. Keep moving
1: forward. It's about you and your, hu- your husband, you and your bride that right. day, okay? And
0: we're not saying that it's not going to be hard because some of those things like the social economic and, you know, even culture, it can be hard. But as we've told all our listeners, love takes work and that's where you put the work in.
1: But regardless of your race, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your social economic status, you know, there's certain things about human beings that are kind of, they cross all groups. Right. And so you'll find narcissists in all of them. You're going to find abusers. You're going to find gossipers. You're going to find people who are just mean mm-hmm. in how they react or. Or even
0: just selfish people that don't really consider the other person.
1: Yeah. And so you want to do take note of important people in your life on how they're reacting to your marriage. I mean, if, you know, there's that old saying, you know, if. If if you think everyone's crazy and you're the only sane one, you might be the actual crazy one. Mm-hmm. And so that what kind of applies here, and this is why you want to kind of take note and realize: wait a minute, all these people are not, are they're supporting me, but they're I could tell they're not excited about me getting married. And it's more than Jim being jealous that I get to get married because I think right. I think we we rationalize it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you are just jealous. You have issues because Mm -hmm. I'm getting married and you're not, you know, or, you know, whatever it may be. No, I think it's good to actually step back, do a little soul searching and go, why are people who really truly love me? They're not racist. They love all cultures. They don't care where someone comes from. But yet. They're being supportive, but they're not being supportive.
0: And, you know, coming back to the whole thing with my friend, we did say something. We did say, hey, are you sure? Maybe you should date him longer. You know, things along those lines. And the fact that we said those things, but she didn't really listen, then we kind of had to just kind of come, you know, step back, help her, support her in what her decision was. But we were, I mean, for all... Intents and purposes, we were kind of tolerating it at that point because we really didn't think it was that good of an idea. And honestly,
1: we were right down the road. And that's the hard thing is that no one has an eight ball. But I do believe that we are given kind of some insight to know, hey, this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. But we get so focused on what we want Mm -hmm. that we don't stop to think about the wise counsel around us. Right. You know, sometimes for people around you the best thing they can do is let you learn the natural way the
0: hard way yeah
1: but what i want to encourage my the listeners is i'm not a, you, i don't want to make you neurotic about it but you should take note and say you know what are people mostly celebrating this or do they seem like they're tolerating this yeah they're getting excited about the bachelor party bachelorette party the showers the you know the setting up but does it seem like you're having to do a lot more convincing to get people to help Mm -hmm. a lot more rationalizing that what you're doing is okay? Because if that, if you're working really hard to get people to celebrate your marriage, your wedding day, then maybe you need to step back and wonder if there's actually anything to celebrate.
0: And if you aren't getting premarital at the time, we would advise you to get premarital so that you can, if, if it is a really quick union and things along those lines, you can kind of flesh out some of those issues and see if it really is something that you need to consider.
1: Now, I'm going to kind of give you some generalities of why people are uh, possibly tolerating your marriage. You're You're old enough to make your own decisions, but the reason why they have misgivings might be one of these following areas. The first one is, and no one likes to hear this, especially young people, (laughs) is that your parents, your mentors, your friends may feel that you haven't reached a level of maturity to be married. Because see, you know, like we said, love takes work. So if you are still kind of a selfish person, you still just want your space, you still want things your own way. You might not be ready for marriage and your friends and family and mentors see that and they're like, I don't know if this is a good idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, they might be seeing that you jump from relationship to relationship. And for whatever reason, this one is coming with a marriage. You know, I, I, even though, yes, everyone can come up with that anecdotal story about how, hey, I know someone where it worked and they've been married for 40 years, you know, sure. You can always find anecdotal stories that work, that do give hope, you know.
0: But I bet I bet when you talk to those people and you ask them how much work it was, they would have said, yes, it was a ton of work because we didn't know each other very well when we first got married.
1: And statistically, they don't usually work out. So, you know, when it comes to maturity, that might be some reason why people are tolerating it. You're old enough to make your own decisions, but... But Cons- they
0: see the selfishness.
1: Consensus is, mm-hmm. hey, the person you're marrying is selfish. Hey, no, you're selfish. You right. know, In some ways, you know, I've actually met some people where the person that they loved and were connected to, they felt bad for the other person that they yeah. were marrying because they're like, oh man, I love my friend, but they are not ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for their future spouse. You know, <laughs> I've had those conversations. It's kind of funny. Um, so that might be a reason why some people are tolerating your is They don't really see that you're mature yet uh, to really take that step. Now, again, some people do learn and realize that mm-hmm. they got to grow up. They can't be out with their friends all night. They right. can't just go and do what they want. There's some real responsibilities I mean, in maintaining a marriage.
0: With marriage, you have to consider the other person. You have to ask, you know, I mean, not ask, but, you know, talk about, hey, I have a guy's night or, hey, I have a girl's night, you know, or we do we have anything going on? Are you okay? You know, you always want to kind of check in with your spouse. And if you're selfish and you just want to do whatever you want to do, then it's not it may not be a good situation to get yourself into.
1: Yeah. I mean, some friends and family might say, you have never actually put someone else first in your entire life. What makes me think that you're going to do that with your spouse? Mm -hmm. You know, now who knows? I actually know what I have an anecdotal story of one person who was like that. And when they got married, it was all about that person. Mm -hmm. So yes, it can happen, but.
0: So I got selfish about the person. Instead,
1: (laughs) Uh, actually, you're probably right. (laughs) So, you know, it can happen. The other thing that people might be tolerating it, and you might see this with parents more is, you know, you haven't reached your goals yet. Yes. You're still in school. You're still, you know, in your career. You wanted to, uh, you know, backpack across Europe. You wanted to go visit Asia, you know, whatever that may be. And they say, well, if you get married, because that comes with responsibilities, you may not be able to drag your spouse along.
0: Right. That may be off the table for you forever.
1: Because you know we'll have a podcast later about relationships do take sacrifice and sometimes even though that may have been a lifelong goal goals change yes because
0: when you add another person into it a lot at, of times they do
1: now i think it's better to come up with goals together once you get someone and then go at it together and there's something beautiful for a person to say you know what i will leave my friends and family and follow you to another city as you pursue your dream i think there's something beautiful in that um That we should never take for granted if you find a person who is like that. Mm -hmm. But maybe the misgivings of family is really, you haven't reached your goals yet. And they know that those goals are important to you. And wisdom and experience tells them it's going to come down to either your marriage or your goals. And in some Mm -hmm. cases, that is truth. But again, they're tolerating your choice because... They love you and you're an adult who can make their own decisions and experience the consequences of those decisions, good or bad. So that's one of those areas. Another area is they see something that you missed. This happens a lot with people who, especially young people who meet and then they get married very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't usually like putting timelines because everyone is different. But generally speaking, if someone put a gun to my head and said, how long does someone need to know each other before they get married? I would honestly say a year. And I know some other wise people who would say the same thing.
0: Yes, I would agree with that because I think a year you really get to know the person, especially if you're with them a lot. And you get to see those things that you may not have seen a few months before.
1: you got to allow people to be human, Mm-hmm. and be comfortable with human. Well, Being and I always
0: human. I always call it marketing mode, where you're first trying to kind of sell yourself when you're dating. And then I would say, I don't know, six to eight months in, then they start to relax. And then you really start to get to see who they are as a person, good or and bad.
1: Can you still love someone at their worst and be able to say, I've seen their worst, I know their worst, and I still love them anyways? Now, if you could say that, then... Okay, fine. I'll give it to you, even if it's within a year. But you you have to come to that decision. The, I think some of the saddest things that can happen is when someone's in marriage and goes, I didn't know this was about this person. Right. Now, again, you can find me an anecdotal story where someone was dating for four years, and then the, after the first year of marriage, the real person came out. Sure, you can give me those stories. But again, those statistically is not what happens.
0: Yes. I would even say when I was talking, going back to my friend, I, I asked her later on after she got divorced, I said, if you had waited and just dated him for a year, do you think you would have gotten married to him? And he, she said no, because I would have been able to figure out who he truly was.
1: Yeah. You got to allow – the reason why people might be tolerating it is because they're seeing something you missed. and. We are when we're in that motion. I know you're so in love, you're so excited, you can't wait to start your life together. That you you forget about some of these flags that are there, and that's why again we push premarital counseling, whether it's with us or with someone else. You gotta have it because it flushes these things out. It's better to go through a broken engagement, yes, than a broken marriage. You will recover so much more from a broken engagement than you will from a divorce and it just is that that's just how we're wired whether we like it or not we are wired that way and so one of the reasons why your people are tolerating is because they see something that you don't you know that's the beauty of friendship friends kind of help a real friend helps fill those gaps of things that you don't um, consider I got a friend who, you know, just about concepts and Mm -hmm. politics and religion, you know, and he's a smart dude and he's a very wise person. I've learned from him, but he'll call me going, I've been thinking about this. And he's literally checking in to see, all right, I trust what this guy says. So let me, let me, let me bring out my thought process and see if it stands up. Friends can do that for you too. Family members can do that for you. And if you are wise and you go, okay, I'm noticing I'm getting a lot more, well, if you're happy, you know, uh, comments,
0: or are you sure you want to do this? You know, I see this in this person.
1: Maybe I need to sit down and talk to a person or
0: or I see this in you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and saying, why, why do you think people are this way? And you may need to sit back and go, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get married so quickly. Maybe we should have a longer engagement. Right. Maybe We're we not date necessarily
0: more. saying you have to break up. We're just saying to maybe wait
1: a little bit. That you really need to use friends and family as a gauge. Because after all, why are you getting married in front of friends friends and family? You're standing before everyone and saying, I choose this person. For better or for worse. Mm-hmm
0: in sickness and in health
1: you know and don't you want your the people who are joining you at the wedding to go we believe you we think you are you are going into this with eyes wide open we see the love we think this is a good match that is kind of that social contract that is kind of going on here
0: unspoken but still there
1: yeah mm-hmm. but what what is happening is we're so fixed on having our day that we forget about all the days after.
0: I feel like we should have a podcast later on where you can go through some of the traditions of why we actually celebrate things. Um, mm. You know.
1: Yeah, that would be fun. You
0: know? I,
1: people would hate themselves. after. Yeah. <laughs> I hated myself once I learned some of that. <laughs> but we digress. So there's one. Um, the, other, the, the last one here is not really a reason. And this one is where you respond kindly. One of the reasons why you might be feeling that people are tolerating your marriage is about the person. They might not be ready to let go. This could be a friend. This could be a parent. And this is where you can give them a little grace. This is where you, you maybe what they're saying is not something that you consider in terms of continuing with your marriage or not, because it's, but I figure it's good noting that it's not a racist thing. It's not an, eth- you know, a cultural thing or a social economic thing. It's a natural thing for a parent to tolerate a marriage because they're not ready to let go. Mm-hmm. A father worth their salt, in their mind, no one is good enough for their daughter. But if they're not ready for their ch- their daughter to get married, they want their daughter to marry a, a marry someone that's going to protect them like they protect them. Yes. That is there for them that like there for them. And of course I'm saying this about a father who's actually worth his salt and did his job. Right. You know, so for some parents it's like that. Um, It's same thing for mothers, you know, a mother, you know, with their, whether it's a daughter or a son may not be ready to let go. And you got to give them a little bit of a process because they might be tolerating the marriage, but really for emotional reasons, they're saddened and grieved that you're, you're getting married and they're no longer the main influencer in your life. Now, that's just a little bit of a side note here. And yes, you should consider that and you should should uh, add that into your, okay, is this the right time? Mm-hmm. However, it shouldn't be a main deterrent of getting married or not, because if I were to ever do talk with parents, I would honestly say, hey, at some point, you got to let them do what they're going to do. Right. And um, it's going to hurt. It's going to be sad. But- Congratulations. You got what you wanted. You got a fully functional independent adult.
0: Yeah. I know that's going to be hard for me when they when my boys get married. Um but I know that, you know, we'll be able to get through it and hopefully we'll have a good enough relationship where we're, you know, still talking and um interacting every week. So
1: So breaking it down. So that was just a little bit of a side side point here, but let's get back to people who are tolerating your marriage and they got some good reasons. They see some character flaws in the person you're about to marry. They see some mismatching that could be major problems down the road. Mm -hmm. They see you going into this with rose colored glasses and not really considering uh, what, how this is going to affect your life and that your expectations is not matching their expectations. So they're going to let you and be supportive of your, uh, of your decision, but they really do have misgivings about it and they don't know where to go. Well, if you do sense that and you are recognizing it, let me give you a, a few pieces of advice of how to respond. First things foremost, slow down. You, there's no rule that says that once you set a wedding date, it has to be set. Now, of course, yes, you're right. That could cause some issues when you would let your spouse know, or your future spouse know, hey, I think we need to move this up and this is why. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah, it's not going to be a fun decision. But I'll tell you, if they agree, that might be a good sign that you are meant for each other. Because right. they're not giving you crap about it.
0: Or they're they may not agree, but they respect how you're feeling.
1: Yeah, so that actually might be a good sign that... OK, A, we should wait, and B, hey, there is hope for us after all, mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot of fear that, well if I mess or meddle with this in any way, you know it's all going to fall apart, right. and I'm going be al- marry me.: I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. No, that's not the case. If you found one, you'll find more, OK? So the first thing is first, take a moment and reflect on the decision, you know, and why people are hesitant to celebrate. Give it some thought. Go for a drive. Go for a run. Take a couple of days. Go camping. Whatever it may be, get into a distraction-free spot and consider what you're experiencing. And then make a determinant. Am I going to proceed or not? Or Or
0: do we need to move the date up?
1: Yeah. I would say if you're already considering it, you need to move the date. Give yourself some time to work on some things.
0: Mm -hmm. That's where
1: the premarital... Part comes in, Which is, that's the second part. Get premarital or couples counseling, because there might be some deep-seated issues and just bring it out and talk about it. Because if you can't bring this up to your future spouse saying, hey, I'm telling people um, that we're getting married and no one seems excited. Mm-hmm. I go, help me think through this. Is that just people, do we just have a crappy group of friends, you know, <laughs> and family or... You know are, are you know is there is there some issues that we may need to discuss that person's willingness to discuss even how hard it is is actually a good sign if they fight you on it, that kind of might be a bad sign because that means they're not willing to see reality either
0: right they're not willing to maybe face themselves or face what you're needing to deal with
1: and ultimately, if you are about to propose to that special someone or get engaged, give yourself a good time. Now I know there's always situations that trump certain principles, such as if you're a soldier and you're about to ready to go to war, you're right. You know, you might (laughs) propose on Wednesday and are married on Friday and then you ship off Monday. I get that. That's Mm -hmm. a different story. That's a different situation. But if you have the time and the ability, give yourself time. I would say a minimum of six months from a proposal. Mm-hmm. So if you get proposed, give yourself a minimum of 6 months. Not just so you have plenty of time to plan the day, but you got another 6 months to see you got 6 months to really test this person's character. Because that's the reality of this entire discussion, these last two discussions. It's really coming down to character. The first podcast is about the character of the people around you. They don't right. really have a good character. That's why they're racist, that's why they they hate other cultures, that's why they have issues with, you know, social classes right. that they don't think they're as good at them. That's an issue about their character. Move forward. Don't even listen to them. This podcast, when people are being toler showing signs of being tolerant of your engagement, it's an issue of your character or your spouses. And I'm gonna tell you right now, a success of a marriage is a big a chunk of the pie has to do with character.
0: Yeah, absolutely
1: you know, it has to do with character. I have a friend and, you know, I'm hoping to have him on here, a really wise, really wise person. But he, he always talks about the three C's about, you know, do you have chemistry? Do you have character? And do you have competency? Mm -hmm. This is a great thing for, you know, whether you are putting together a team or whether you're in relationships, it's the same thing in marriages. It's, you know, do you both have the character to see others better than yourselves, that you're looking towards the needs to others and not your own. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: if you think about it, how many spouses cheat because they're not,
1: you know, their character isn't... Their character's not there.
0: Right. It, Yeah. It takes
1: character to say no. No. Right. You know?
0: If you're tempted or... If
1: Scarlett Johansson came in here, I (laughs) hope I have enough character to say thank you, but no thanks. You know? Ryan Reynolds for Lisa. (laughs) So, and a little bit of me too. But... (laughs) You got to have character. But then there's also that chemistry. You got to have that chemistry where, and that could be physical, Mm -hmm. but it's also mental. It's also emotional where we can get along, you know, we can and we understand. So there's that chemistry piece there. And then lastly, there's competency. Can I actually, can we both live our life in a way that is productive? Mm -hmm. I actually know what I'm doing. So like, I am competent enough to realize that my spouse is not having a good day and respond appropriately. You know, she's competent enough to recognize when I'm being a jerk and respond appropriately, you know, basically putting water on the fire instead of gas, you know. Mm -hmm. Are we competent enough to know how to deal with people around us? You know, so when it's, when you're, Getting engaged and you're telling everyone, I know you're excited. I know you are just like, I'm getting married. Have enough competency to, to start recognizing when I tell people, are they celebrating or are they tolerating? And I'm going to give you a little bit more here. And you could debate this, send emails, whatever. But if you take your inner group, if the majority of them are celebrating, you're probably making a good decision. If they're tolerating, you need to ask yourself why. Is it A, because you have a crappy group of friends and family? (laughs) And if that's not the case, and they are wise people that you respect who have a record of having good relationships in their lives, then you may want to step back and go, maybe this isn't the right decision at this time. Yes. Could that lead to this may not be the right decision with this person? Sure it is. Sure it can.
0: It can also be, oh, I'm really glad we waited so that we could figure out what issues there might be and not have to try to address them in the marriage when you're already dealing with so many other things.
1: I can per- I can admit that if you and I tried to get married within the first that year, first year. Mm-hmm. of us dating, we would have been divorced within two. Mm-hmm. I-, I can see that happening. We had to grow up.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And we had to work out some of our own issues as well. Some of our own baggage that we hadn't worked out yet, even when we were dating.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to end with this. Let's say you're listening to this podcast and you're like, crap, I'm about a year or two into marriage. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm thinking back about my engagement, all the signs were there. Everyone was telling me, well, if you're happy, everyone was saying, okay, I remember... You know, you're saying to yourself, oh, it was pulling teeth to get anyone to help. help. Yeah. And then you're going into your first year or two of marriage and you're like, it's been really hard. I wish you may have even had those thoughts of, I really wish I gave myself more time.
0: Right. Or I wish I would maybe listen to someone saying, are you, are you sure?
1: If that's you, hope is not lost. You can always there's always second chances. There's always starting again, but you can't do it alone. Get to a counselor that you can trust because I'll be honest. Not all counts. I've heard some some advice from marriage counselors that I'm like, oh my god, how are you how? licensed? <laughs> how you is know, this possible? You know, but go and find a counselor that you both can trust, who will both tell you like it is and not tell you what you want to hear, or a pastor. Mm-hmm. or a trusted couple friend that has been there done that and i don't mean someone of a peer i mean someone who That's has at been least
0: married for quite a while
1: 10 to 20 years yeah. past you yes and work on it work on it you might have to do even individual counseling to kind of deal with whatever issues are there that causes you to not be able to mix in right because it's amazing if you put the love if you put the work into loving your spouse even if you feel like you didn't have a very good start, it's amazing what type of relationships and stories and and uh, marriage you, you can truly have. But it does take both of you to work at it. So if you're hearing this podcast and you're realizing, oh my gosh, I should have saw the signs. It's too late for me now. I should just throw in the towel. No, don't throw in the towel yet. I mean, unless there's signs of abuse, then yeah, run, right. run fast. <laughs> run okay. Fast. But if it's just something that's just wearing on you because of character issues then try then get to get to some marriage counseling that you can trust and work on it because it's amazing because it, it, it's amazing what you can do when you actually start loving on your spouse and they respond in kind absolutely so thank you for listening to us today these was a two parter I hope it was eye-opening I hope that you found some encouragement uh, but ultimately we hope that we're helping you set a good foundation for a long and stable marriage, a marriage filled with love and a story you are proud to share with others.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, consider supporting the show by clicking the donation link in the description. If you are considering making the next step in your relationship by committing yourself to marriage, we encourage you to seek out professional or religious premarital for guidance or check out HMPremarital.com for premarital coaching by yours truly. And always remember, love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind.